Pray about anything but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through. Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away, so that he did not see death, and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with, God, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city, which has foundations whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the sea shore. These all died in faith, not having received the promises but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland, and truly if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said in Isaac, your seed shall be called, concluding, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became 
of age refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish, with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness, were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God providing something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Verses 1 through 40, Hebrews chapter 11. Father, we thank you for the Wonderful wisdom, counsel, and insight found in Hebrews chapter 11. Insights about faith, truths, and understandings that you desire that we grow in as believers. You let us know in your word that without faith, it's impossible to please you. More and more, Lord, help us to walk in the wisdom of your word as it relates to becoming believers who more and more seek to walk more fully in faith with every passing day empower us to be the warriors of faith that you would have each one of us to be more and more. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer, and he's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we're so thankful for this privilege and opportunity we have to come before your throne of grace today. We need your help, Father. We uh, need you to strengthen us. We need you to guide us. We pray for our listening family with all the, the multitude of needs, Father, but you're such a big God. You have great big shoulders, and they can put cast all their cares on you, put them on your shoulders, and you can bear them. Thank you for loving us, Father. We praise your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Uh, Today, we're looking specifically at the topic, the obedience of faith. And, you know, as we started out, we were reading from Hebrews chapter 11. And let me say this to every uh, listener. You know, it's very important for us to understand that 
God's Word is Jesus, and Jesus is the Word of God. So when we're reading the Word of God, we're listening to the counsel of Jesus. We're listening to the power, the grace of Jesus as He's speaking words of life, wisdom, and counsel to our lives. You know, I don't have the ability to overemphasize how important it is for each of us to make it a high priority in our lives to open the Word of God every day. As we do that, as we spend time reading and meditating on Scripture, we're spending time with Jesus. We're spending time in the presence of Jesus as well. And we're spending time listening and learning more and more of the Word of God. Remember, the Word of God is the will of God. And if you want to know the will of God, you read and meditate on the Word of God. So as we look today at the topic, the obedience of faith, uh, I want you to keep in mind that as believers, we're to always be striving to learn more and more about how to effectively and skillfully and faithfully put our faith to work each and every day. Remember Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 tells us, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so for that reason, as believers, it's critical that we are growing in our understanding of how to walk in faith every single day because we don't want to live a life where we're not pleasing God. And again, it clearly tells us without faith, it's impossible to please God. So growing in faith and learning to move and act and live more and more in faith is just very, very important for every single believer. So as we just finish reading Hebrews 11, I want you to keep in mind, I want to encourage you to make it a goal to read Hebrews chapter 11 often. Because remember, it mentions quite a few individuals in Scripture, all of whom walked in faith in a unique way, And they pleased God, and they honored God and served God in faith. Today, as we look at the topic, the obedience of faith, we're looking at one side of faith that as believers, it's very important that we understand it's one side and one expression of faith. Obedience to God's Word is one of the expressions of faith. And, you know, sometimes as believers, if we're not careful, we can overlook that. Faith is trusting in God and believing God, yes, for big things, But very simply, just a very foundational part of faith is to hear the Word of God and obey the Word of God, obedience to God's Word. In the book of Psalms, Psalm 19, it's a powerful psalm, and it's a beautiful psalm, but it has some unique insights about the Word of God that we're wise to grasp. Psalm 19, beginning at verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows His handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There's no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. Its rising is from one end of heaven. And it's circuit to the other end, and there's nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. 
who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Verses 1 through 14, all of Psalm 19. This too is a wonderful and a powerful passage to read and meditate on often, but I want you to especially pay a special attention to verse 11. It says, Moreover by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. In other words, when we hear God's word and keep it or obey it, there's great reward in obeying the word of God. There's great reward in obedience. To hear the word of God and obey it, great, great blessing is found in living a lifestyle of doing just that. God's word tells us to be hearers, be, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. It's important to understand God's word is always meant to be applied. God's word is a book of truth and truth is always meant to be applied. Father, thank you for the opportunity for us to be students of your word. Thank you for the opportunity for us to be students of faith who are learning more and more that your word is a book of faith and that you call us to hear it and obey it, to agree with it, and to walk in its counsel and its wisdom each and every day. Father, more and more with every, pass, with every passing day, help us to be believers who grasp that we're called to hear your word in order to live it out, that we're not to just simply read it to say we've read it. We're to read it in order to follow its counsel, to walk in its wisdom, to walk in its power, its grace, its glory. Help us, Lord, to grow in our love for you and our love for your word, and our love for not only reading your word, but our love for applying your word and living your word each and every day. Help us to know, Lord, that every act of obedience is followed by an outpouring of grace and blessing into our lives. Help us to walk more and more in that grace and blessing with every passing day. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercessions. Today we're looking at the topic, the obedience of faith. We'll be right back. Bread of life Sent down from glory Many things you were on earth A holy king, a carpenter But you are the living word faith Come on. listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. 
We're looking today at the topic, the obedience of faith. And so very critical it is for us as believers to grasp this. And one expression of faith, one aspect of living a life of faith is simply hearing the Word of God and obeying the Word of God. Now, that may seem super elementary, and in a sense it is. But again, as believers, if we're not careful, we can think of faith as simply just believing God for big things, but not realizing that it is also hearing the Word of God and doing what it says. One of the great expressions of our faith is to hear God's Word and simply do it. In Matthew chapter 7, beginning at verse 24, it tells us these words, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Again, verses 24, excuse me, 24 to 29, Matthew chapter 7. So keep in mind, here in this powerful parable, Jesus lets us know that if we hear God's word and apply it and live it, we're building on the rock of God's word. We're building our life on a solid foundation. And when the rains of life and the floods came and the winds blow and beat on the house of our life, it won't fall because it's founded on the rock of God's word. But for those who hear the word of God but don't choose to apply them, it's like they're building their life on a foundation of sand. And so when the rains of life, the storms of life, the floods and the winds blow and beat on the house of their life, their house collapses and falls, and great is its fall. It's critical that we understand we're to hear God's word and obey God's word. Obedience is a critical part of the life of every follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 12, as we look at the life of Abraham, again, Abraham, a key figure in all of the word of God, a towering figure, well, obedience was a critical part of Abraham's life in his following the Lord as well. Genesis chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai his wife and Lot his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the terebinth tree of Moreh and the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him, and he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. 
There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed, going on still toward the south. Verses 1 through 9, Genesis chapter 12. Now I want you to picture what has happened here. God has come to Abraham and told him to get up, get out of your country, move your family, go leave your father's house and go to a land I will show you. Now Abram heard the word of God and he had a decision to make. Either he was going to obey God or he was going to decide to stay where he was. He was going to either follow God's direction or he was going to just follow his own plan. You know, Picture this. What if Abraham had said, God, I love you and I'm committed to you, but I'm going to stay here. Lord, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to serve you at home because I have family and kin here and I know where I am. I don't I'm not familiar with the land you're telling me to go to. So I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to teach Sunday school and I'm going to lead a children's choir. I'm going to work in church right here, but I'm not going to go to this promised land because I don't know what I don't know what that entails. In other words, Abraham could have said, God, I'm going to serve you my way. I'm not going to do what you say because there's too much that's unknown. Well, the word for that is disobedience. And, you know, it's important to understand that when we obey God, the will of God is done through us. But when we disobey God, then we miss God. And how tragic it is to think that sometimes when we disobey, God may have to find someone else who will obey. Remember this. Abraham's obedience to God by packing up and moving to the promised land led to blessing for his children, his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren, and the whole world is still being blessed through Abraham's obedience. But what if Abraham had disobeyed? What if he decided, God, it's just too scary to pack up and move to somewhere I've never been before. I'm going to stay here and serve you. The word for that is disobedience. Now, you know, thank God that Abraham obeyed God in this major way and the world is still being blessed through his obedience. But a critical question for each of us to ask is, am I obeying God in the key things he's called me to do in my life? And, you know, I can't overemphasize how critical it is that we ask ourselves that question seriously because all of us have a calling and many callings on our lives. And all of our callings from God are important. But it's important that we have a yes, Lord attitude. When he calls us to do something, are we willing to pack up and do what he's called us to do? Or do we basically tell God, no, God, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to serve you. I'm going to do this and this and this. I'll do things my way. What a tragedy it is when we miss God by failing to obey. We're to obey God in big ways and in little ways and in all the in-between ways. Well, remember, the word of God is the will of God. So if you want to know what God is calling you to obey him in, read the word of God. Be a hearer and a doer of God's word. It's important to understand that hearing God's word and obeying God's word is very, very important. You know, because if we read it but fail to obey it, remember, we, we miss out on great, great blessing in so many, so many ways. And I think of this, too. In the book of James, James chapter 1, verse 22 It says something important for us to grasp about disobedience. In other words, we're called to be hearers and doers of God's word. James chapter 1, verse 22, it says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Now note again what that says again, James 1, 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. 
in what way do we, do we deceive ourselves? We think that we're honoring God by reading his word, but failing to obey it. Well, the fact is we dishonor God when we, when we fail to obey the word. And we deceive ourselves by thinking that well, we've done all that we're to do just by reading the word of God. Yes, we're to be diligent students of, of the word who read and meditate on it day and night. But then we're to apply it. Remember, all truth is meant to be applied. And as believers, it's critical that we diligently apply the Word of God. So as we look at Scripture, it's important to understand that when we read and study the Word of God, in your reading and studying, always by near before you conclude your reading and meditation time, ask the question, what are the commands God has laid before me in the passage I just read? Well, God is telling us things to do. It's important that we're hearers and doers of God's word. Uh, in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, reading verses 16 to 22, it tells us these words, and it has several commands in this short passage. Again, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, starting at verse 16. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now, that's several commands. Note, uh, it's one, two, three, four, five, six. Looks like, right? Six or seven commands in that short passage. What's the first one? It says, rejoice always. Now, what do we do with that? Well, it's rejoicing. And how do we rejoice? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. Father, I thank you for your mercy, your goodness, your love, how you bless us every day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That's how we rejoice. We're to live a lifestyle of rejoicing. And you know, we have to make a quality decision to decide, I'm going to do that as a lifestyle. You know, it may involve throughout the day, many times just simply rejoicing in the Lord. But remember, as Psalm 19 says, there's great reward in keeping the word of God. Every act of obedience is followed by an additional outpouring of blessing in your life, an outpouring of God's grace in your life. So obedience is not just a little bit important. Obedience is extremely important. So rejoice always. In other words, live a lifestyle of just throughout the day rejoicing in God. Verse 17 says, pray without ceasing. In other words, we're called to pray continually. Now, keep in mind, one of the realities is for us as believers, we need to pray and say, Lord, show me how to do that. Because the fact is we need the Holy Spirit to teach us how to pray without ceasing. In other words, live a lifestyle of praying. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach you how to to live that out because again in ourselves we don't know how but apparently praying just for a short season early in the morning now that's good but God is letting us know that's not enough we're to we're to live a lifestyle of praying continually but again it takes the Holy Spirit for us to learn how to do that but part of that is stay in touch with God continually father thank you for the opportunity for us to obey your word Lord Teach us how to pray without ceasing. Empower us by your Holy Spirit to live a lifestyle of praying without ceasing because you wouldn't tell us to do something we can't do. 
but you tell us to do things we can only do in the power of your Holy Spirit. More and more, teach us to be believers who live out obediently that command to pray without ceasing. Teach us how more and more in Jesus' name. Amen. The next verse says, verse 18, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks as a lifestyle. In every circumstance, thank and praise God. In our humanness, in our flesh, when certain difficulties come, problems, troubles erupt in our lives, the human tendency is to get mad, get upset, to complain, to throw a fit, all kinds of reactions. But God's word says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That verse is letting you know the will of God is for you and I to give thanks in all circumstances. Now, is that tough to do? That's tough on our flesh because our flesh tends to want to react to whatever's going on. But if we're going to obey God and thus receive the blessing of obedience, God's word tells us in everything give thanks for this is the the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. God's will is we learn to thank him in every circumstance. So again, if we're going to be obedient, Many times we need to pray a prayer along this line. Father, thank you for the opportunity for me to hear your word. Teach me and empower me, Lord, to give thanks in every situation in view of the fact, Lord, that it's your will for me. Teach and empower me more and more to faithfully do this in all circumstances. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. The next verse says, do not quench the spirit. Well, you know, when you disobey God, you quench the spirit. When you don't honor the Lord, we quench the Holy Spirit. We don't want to do that. So our goal is to live a lifestyle of obedience. We're told don't quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. When we hear God's word, God's prophetic word, we're not to despise it, look down on it. We're to appreciate it and acknowledge the prophetic voice of God. Test all things, hold fast what is, hold fast what is good. We're to be discerning. We live in a world where there's lots and lots of deception in the world. And even when it comes to faith in Christ, there are deceptive religious movements and groups in our world as well. There's deceptive groups that cult sometimes that will pull people off into darkness who were never saved, who never knew Christ. But then sadly, sometimes there are people who are believers who may be deceived and pulled away from the truth. God commands us in, in verse 21, test all things. Now remember this, a major truth for us as believers to grasp is what do, this, what do these people believe about Jesus? If It's critical that true faith in Christ will always acknowledge that Jesus is the Son of God and he's God. Well, if they say he's a nice guy, he's a prophet, but he's not God, that's the Antichrist. That is not God. It's important to know what is and what is not the Lord. We're looking today at the topic, the obedience of faith. We'll be right back. Sometimes the night was beautiful Sometimes the sky 
was so far away Sometimes it seemed to stood so close You could touch it but your heart would break Sometimes the morning came too soon Sometimes the day could be so hot There was so much work left to do But so much you'd already done Music of Rich Mullins with Sometimes by Step. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking and focusing on the topic, the obedience of faith. And we're looking at the fact that a very foundational aspect of the Christian life is to hear the Word of God as a lifestyle and do it, to live out the Word of God. We're not to be learning truth just to say we've learned it. Truth is always meant to be applied in our lives. What we were looking in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it goes on to say, test all things, hold fast what is good. In other words, when we know Scripture is sound doctrine, we're to hold to that. We're to stand on that. It goes on to say in verse 22, abstain from every form of evil. Stay away from evil. We know something is wrong. Don't dabble in it. Don't touch on it. Don't dwell on it at all. Just stay away from it. Well, we're called to be hearers and doers of God's word. In Matthew chapter 28, starting at verse 18, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Every believer is called to the wonderful work of making disciples. What is the work of making disciples? It's the work of being involved in evangelism and discipleship. That is the sharing of the gospel as a lifestyle. And also, once people come to know Christ, helping them to grow up and to mature in their faith. We're all called to be disciples and to make disciples as well. Now, some believers might say, well, you know, that's not very much emphasized at my church, and they don't really talk a whole lot about evangelism and discipleship. Well, keep in mind, if you can read, then you need to read the Word of God for yourself. And we hope that by the grace of God, all of our churches are maturing and faithfully doing what God has called us to do. But remember this, just because something may not be emphasized in the particular congregation you're a part of does not mean that it is not important. Evangelism and discipleship is a critical priority for the church all over the world every day as a, as a, a life and a lifestyle for the church. 
every believer should be involved in the work of evangelism and discipleship every day of our life. And so it's critical that we seek to be hearers and doers of God's word. Remember, a major part of our faith and putting our faith to work. And remember, if we want to please God, we have to, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Well, a part of that is obeying what we know God has called us to, setting the priorities of our life to be according to the priorities God has called us to live by. So making disciples is very, very important. How do we do that? Well, as believers, yes, we're wise to do things, for example, such as get some gospel tracts and carry them with you as you go. Be prepared to share them as you go to the grocery store, go to other places. Some days go out specifically for the goal, with the goal of going out to share the gospel and also encouraging believers in their prayer life, encouraging them to read the Word of God regularly. Ask believers, hey, are you reading your Bible every day? You know, challenge, ask them, hey, are you reading three chapters a day? Well, you know, the fact is, sometimes you may have people that might be a little offended and they wonder, well, why are you asking me that? But you know, that's okay because some people will appreciate it and some people will start to pray more or to read the word more because you encourage them. All of that is discipleship. Discipleship typically happens on Sunday morning during the 11 o'clock worship service. Typically, it happens during Sunday school. But you know, it should happen in your home every day of your life. Husbands and wives, we're to disciple one another. Uh, Parents, we're to disciple our children. We're to be discipling people on our job and discipling our kinfolk and our relatives, encouraging them to be in the Word of God, encouraging them in their prayer life, encouraging them to be hearers and doers of God's Word. Again, we're all called to the work of making disciples. So if that's not something you've, been, you've done in the past, I would encourage you to go before the Lord and confess to God that um, you've sinned by having fallen short and ask Him to help you to really become the disciple maker He wants you to be. That's, again, being a hearer and a doer of God's Word. The work of discipleship, we can't overemphasize how important it is because remember this. Every day, on average, three people die every second all over the world. Every hour, about 11,000 people die every 60 minutes all over the world. And on average, all over the world, around a quarter of a million people die every 24 hours. Again, that's an average figure. Folks, that's a lot of dying. And when people die and leave this world, it doesn't matter if they were uh, black, white, brown, yellow. doesn't matter what color they were. doesn't matter what culture they came from, what country they came from. doesn't matter how much money they did or didn't have in the bank. doesn't matter what political party they were a part of. doesn't matter what groups they were a part of. The only thing that matters is, did they know Jesus Christ? And so the work of evangelism and discipleship We can't overemphasize how important it is. This is the great work that the church is called to. We're called to love a world to Jesus. And so a lifestyle of sharing the gospel and making disciples is critical for each and every one of us. We're called to obey God by simply doing what he said. And again, one of his commands is go into all the world and make disciples. Father, thank you for the wonderful privilege, the wonderful opportunity you give to each and every one of us of being involved in the wonderful work of the sharing of the gospel, the wonderful work of encouraging people to grow up in their faith and to be uh, become more and more what you'd have them to be. Lord, help us to recognize that the work of the church, the business of the church, 
is the most important business in all of life. Lord, help us to be about your business every single day. Help us to recognize that the people whose paths we cross every single day, every one of them is precious to you. Every one of them you love with an everlasting love. And every one of them is a person that you desire to end up in heaven. Help us, Lord. Father, touch us. Help us to repent of wrongs we've done by having neglected to do the things that to set the priorities you'd have us to set. But help us, Lord, to recognize, Lord, that our obedience is so, so critical because as we simply obey your word and your spirit, we're hearing your will and we're able to carry it out. Help us to recognize, Lord, also that we step into the eternal, your eternal purposes as we are hearers and doers of your word. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, we're talking today about the obedience of faith, how important it is that we as believers are living a lifestyle of hearing and doing your word. Well, and so, again, keep in mind on a pretty regular basis on the broadcast, we remind believers about the importance of being hearers and doers of the word of God. And also, we remind you of some of the resources that we provide, evangelism and discipleship resources. Why do we mention that? Because on an ongoing basis, our encouragement to you is that you and I can be co-workers as we do the work of carrying out the Great Commission. So we're encouraging you to be involved in that important work. Email us. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share those resources with you. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today, and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to make the step of asking Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior if you've never made that step. And remember this, in all of life, there's nothing more important in our lives than Jesus, knowing Jesus, and following Jesus as well. So if you'd like to make that step and ask Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, we hope that you will do that. But before we invite you to make that step, once again, I want to remind you, Again, we're called to be hearers and doers of the Word of God. Now, you know, as we've been looking today at the topic, the obedience of faith, I want you to keep this very important point in mind. In our culture, generally, most everyone can read. (laughs) And, of course, remember, God's Word, amongst other things, is a guidebook for all of life. Remember, as we mentioned earlier in the broadcast, when you read the Word of God and you obey the Word of God, you're living a lifestyle of obedience. Every command in God's Word, as you hear it and obey it, it's followed by an outpouring of grace on your life, an outpouring of blessing. So the more you read and study the Word of God and choose to obey the commands, the more you'll see the hand of God's blessing on your life. Remember, the Word of God is God's counsel to you to help you in your life to become more and more like Christ and to more and more fulfill all God's call on your life. So, I can't overemphasize how important it is that obeying God's Word is to our lives. As you hear God's Word and obey it, it brings greater blessing into your life, but also in turn it brings greater blessing into the life of your family as well. But also you and I become a greater blessing to the world as we hear God's Word and obey God's Word. Remember, everything that God says is eternal. And when you hear His Word and obey His Word, you step into the eternal purposes of God. So again, my encouragement to you is that you make it a goal when you open God's Word every day 
and read it. In fact, it, it would be productive if you literally write down the commands you found in the passage that you read. Because when you make it a goal to specifically live out and obey those commands, blessing will always follow. You know, in our humanness, we're motivated by benefit. Well, as Psalm 19 tells us, there's great reward in keeping God's word. So to read God's word and to obey God's word, there's great, great blessing found there. So I hope that you will make it that goal. And again, if you're not reading three chapters in your Bible every day, today is a good day to start that habit. And parents, once again, I want to encourage you. Having your children read three chapters out loud to you every day is very, very important. Hope that you'll do that as well. Well, again, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, we would like to invite you to make that step even now and invite him to come in to be the Lord and Savior of your life. Would you pray this prayer with me now if you want to give your heart and life to the Lord Jesus Christ? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came to this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things that I've done in my life. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. Make me the person that you want me to be. In the word of God, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, today I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Help me, Lord, to read my Bible every day. Help me, Lord, to pray every day. And help me, Lord, to choose to obey your word as a lifestyle every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're wanting very much to be in touch with you, to be in communication with you. My email, once again, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. We hope to hear from you again that email, joseph at AFR.net. But as we normally do as well, in addition to that, there are lots of resources that we like to share with those that just simply want to email us and ask for them. Discipleship resources, prayer resources, evangelism and discipleship resources. Simply email us, same email, joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share them with you. We'll look forward to sharing with you as well. Today, again, we've been looking today at the topic, the obedience of faith. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.